Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Let's Review RN. Today, we are going to be talking about UTIs, and that stands for urinary tract infection. A urinary tract infection, or more commonly referred to as UTI, is an infection in any part of the urinary system which is caused by a bacterial, viral, or fungal infection. To review, we have two kidneys, the right and the left kidney, and coming off the kidneys, we have the ureters. And each kidney has one ureter, which then drains the urine into the bladder, and the urine then exits via the urethra. A UTI can be found in your kidneys or your ureters, the bladder, or the urethra. Urinary tract infections typically start in the lower urinary system, which includes the urethra and the bladder. If the infection is located in the urethra, it will be referred to as urethritis, or the bladder is referred to as cystitis. UTIs can also take place in the ureters or the kidneys, and this is considered the upper urinary system. If the infection is located in the ureters, this is referred to as ureteritis, and when the infection occurs in the kidneys, this is considered pyelonephritis. If the kidneys become infected, as they do with a diagnosis of pyelonephritis, this can be dangerous for the patient. The kidneys are connected to our circulatory system, and the infection can become widespread and systemic and cause urosepsis. Urinary tract infections tend to affect women more than men, and this is simply due to our anatomy. Women have shorter urethras than men, and this leads to an increased case of UTI simply because the bacteria does not have to travel as far to get to the bladder because that urethra is much shorter. Also, with close proximity of the rectum and the urethra in women, this causes increased risk for contamination of bacteria into the urethra from the rectum. This is also why proper hygiene, correct wiping from front to back after defecation, and proper undergarments, meaning we want to make sure that they are not too tight, not restrictive, or made of material that holds moisture, is, this is a very important in preventing UTIs for women. The body is an amazing thing, and it already has defense mechanisms in place to fight off infections and compensate for changes within our bodies. This is no different for defending against urinary tract infections. The body has several different defense mechanisms set in place to help prevent bacteria, viruses, or fungal infections within the urinary tract. To begin, urine drains a certain direction for multiple reasons, but one of them is defense mechanism. Urine flows downward to prevent urine from backflowing into the kidneys, and this is facilitated by urinovesical valves that prevent backward flow of urine. The muscles of the bladder also encourage downward flow, and pressure created by urine production influences the downward flow of urine as well. Urine itself is sterile, 
and contains antiseptic properties to prevent germs from adhering to the bladder wall. The pH and the urea concentration also influence the presence or the capability of bacteria to be able to survive in the urine. We like acidic urine, which helps reduce bacteria. Also, the lining of our bladder has immune properties to help fight off bacteria and viral infections. This is important in patients who are immunocompromised as it increases the risk for frequent UTIs for this patient population. In men, the prostate gland is a defense mechanism against UTIs as it helps fight off bacterial infections with its antimicrobial characteristics that help coat the ureter and prevent these infections. In women, the normal flora of our vagina called lactobacilli helps keep the environment mildly acidic, which helps prevent bacteria from being able to survive. Now, when we talk about the causes of UTI, there are several that we will discuss, but it is important to remember that the most common cause of UTIs is from bacteria, and the most common bacteria that is found to cause urinary tract infection is E. coli. E. coli comes from the GI system, and therefore, this is likely a direct impact of cross-contamination. It's important as we discuss these common causes of urinary tract infections that you focus on why these patients become higher risk. Nursing schools or NCLEX exams, which is a nursing board exam, focus their questions as, quote, identify the patient that is at risk for developing a UTI. So to start, one of the most common causes of urinary tract infection within the hospital is because of indwelling catheters, which can lead to CAUDIs, which stands for catheter-associated urinary tract infections. An important side note here is that we have to continue to evaluate the need for our patients to have an indwelling Foley catheter. Hormonal changes such as pregnancy, menopause, or birth control affect the normal flora of the vagina and can lead to increased risk for UTIs. Antibiotics also change the normal flora and therefore influence the pH for maintaining its acidity. Diabetics are also at risk for developing frequent UTIs, and this is primarily related to excess glucose in the urine. Remember that glucose is typically reabsorbed in the proximal convoluted tubule, and this does not occur in diabetics, and they have large amounts of spilling of glucose into their urine. This excess glucose in the urine serves as a breeding ground for bacteria and therefore increases the risk of UTIs for diabetics. Diabetics also have compromised circulation, decreased immune systems, and are at higher risk for urinary retention, which all play a role in the development of frequent UTIs. Patients who are immunocompromised are also at risk for frequent UTIs due to the body's inability to fight off bacterial or viral infections, especially when the lining of the bladder is not capable or fully functioning as that defense mechanism against preventing urinary tract infections, as I previously mentioned. Next, our patients that have high risk for renal stones are also inadvertently a high risk for developing UTIs, and this is secondary to the stagnant urine that can occur because of obstruction resulting in slow draining of urine. Patients with or without kidney kidney stones can develop urinary retention, which can lead to frequent UTIs because of the weak muscles of the bladder to move the urine downward and resulting in this stagnant urine. To follow on stagnant urine, 
or urinary retention. Patients who have BPH are at high risk for UTIs because of the enlarged prostate compressing on the urethra, causing, again, stagnant urine, and as well as that decreased microbial fluid, like I talked about previously, which is part of the body's defense against UTIs. Patients who have poor hygiene are at risk for UTIs, or maybe patients whose hygiene habits um, increase their risk for UTIs, such as frequent baths or use of fragrant soap or bubbles in their bath that can cause UTIs. Patients with poor sanitary habits can increase their risk for UTI with the use of prolonged feminine products such as pads or tampons. And when they're not being changed in a timely manner, that can also increase a woman's risk for a urinary tract infection. Lastly, most commonly seen in the pediatric population is VUR or vesicourinary reflux, meaning they are there are defective valves in the ureters that allow for the backflow of urine, placing these pediatric patients at high risk for recurrent UTIs. So that wraps up today's episode and introduction to urinary tract infection. Next week, I'll be back with signs and symptoms causes, treatments, as well as nursing interventions for patients that have UTIs or are at high risk for urinary tract infection. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can always find me at Let's Review RN on Facebook or on Instagram. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a message or you can email me at letsreviewrn at gmail.com. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.
This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.